Welcome, everybody, to the 100th episode of Hooligan Radio. My name is Josh. I'm joined here by Zach and Isaiah. Guys, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling like a motherfucking century, bro. I'm feeling great today. Um, This is going to be the first of three parts. The 100th episode will be a three-part episode as we take some time off to plan some things in the future. So there's going to be a lot going on in these three episodes. Just It's going to be crazy. We are joined by our first and only so far CEO of the podcast again. Chris, how are you? I'm wonderful, guys. How are you doing today? We're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well. I am absolutely super excited to talk about the idea that you brought to us. Um, Do you want me to go ahead and explain it? Do you want to explain it? It's up to you, man. I don't want to take credit for your idea. No, go ahead. Yes, so Chris came to us with the question of um, what video game could actually break the curse and make into a good movie. Um, I'm pretty excited. I've played a lot of games in my day, and there have been a lot of games where I'm like, this would be an incredible movie. I'm very excited to see what the boys have in store for us. Um, Do you want to get started, Chris, or do you want to defer your pick to the later half? No, let me me defer to the later half. I want to see what you guys came up with. All right. All right. Does anybody want to go first? You know what? I'm going to jump into this one because I'm ready to go. I got this one. Go ahead. All All right. right. So the perfect video game to movie choice, and the only choice I can truly think of is Bioshock, the original Bioshock. I I completely agree. When I think of a, a perfect movie, you think you have some suspense, mystery you have that action um you have that goal so you know what you're essentially trying to do or how you're going from point a to point b and essentially the plot of the entire movie and then you have dramatic scenes uh different chapters phases of the movie that you can clearly see as well as a huge twist at the end that no one sees coming and then just perfectly plans out i it's set up for that movie sort of structure already in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think that Bioshock um, would be pretty easy to actual market to as a movie in itself and try to kind of, I think that's one of the things you have to kind of break, right? Like the world of Warcraft movie was not something that somebody would just be interested in. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of its coupling with World of Warcraft. So if you took Bioshock and you stood it up on its own now that it's been out for so many years and said, look at this movie, this was based on, and like people in gaming were like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to see that because Bioshock's a good game. And then there mm-hmm. could be people who absolutely have no idea of the game and go, that actually is a pretty cool concept. I'll check that out and not have any idea that it's from the game. Yeah. 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 I like that pick. And just imagine some of those scenes. Like you're going to be strolling, you're going to be meeting other people, and I mean, you're there's pretty good character development throughout Bioshock as well as learning your backstory. You're going to be coming across big daddies, different kinds of big daddies throughout the game, the movie, and just <laughs> having different power ups, different. Uh, th- I can't remember the exact word, but I think there are plasmas that you're injecting to them, and just. God, there's so much stuff visually that I can imagine you can do with CGI now that would just make this movie absolutely a movie that you can't pass up on seeing. 
Yeah, I would definitely yeah, okay. see it, but I'm a big fan of Bioshock, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm probably extremely biased on this, because this is already, if not my top favorite game, a top top two game I've ever played, so I'm probably extremely biased when I say that, but it would be a great one. Do you have any ideas for behind the camera, in front of the camera, who you'd want in the movie? Oh, man, I can't even imagine. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you, you really only have to do one or two people whose faces are going to be seen regularly uh, because everyone else is either going to be in some sort of Big Daddy costume or be behind the scenes till the very end when those characters are introduced. Mm-hmm. No, I actually have no idea. <laughs> I don't think I would want I to go with go... well-known. I don't think I would. I want to give people their chance risk it that's a cop-out answer for sure it i was is. gonna say, I was gonna say <laughs> isn't the main character like a little girl no but there's little girls that essentially uh you're gonna have to kill i'm pretty sure at one point in time you and the they choice. go to the big day i was gonna say the little girl character that's with uh there's like a little girl with big daddy right right yeah yeah, yeah she has to be played by lulu wilson well, there's several them. girls. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah, They're all so- played by Lulu Wilson, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with the Oompa Loompa. Oh she God. plays them all. <laughs> Jesus. So I think I've seen her before, just yeah. Yeah, I think that the key to making a good Bioshock movie, though, would be the fact that a lot of the stuff that you put into the movie, like Zach was talking about, are things that you only use once or twice, right? So, like... Uh, the plasmid stuff, when you're playing the game, you use that shit a, like a lot. Like a lot. But, like, that's going to lose luster in a movie atmosphere. The big mm-hmm. daddy character and the little sister character, like, that is a that is a shocking character. you got to use them either once or twice, right? And mm-hmm. trying to develop the whole storyline. <laughs> so, um, I think that you could ca- actually cast somebody as the little sister and... Maybe in the first encounter with the big daddy, the main character doesn't like kill that big daddy, but the big like you get away from it and then you see them again and then whatever happens. And that's like the ones you're chasing after for your duration of the movie. Right, right. I like that. But yeah, I think that that's one of the biggest things is because like in a game, you have 40 hours to tell the story because it's a lot of it's filled with gameplay and there's like little bits and stuff. But so you got to take some of those things and condense them all down. And this is why all video game movies suck because they are. Condensed incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of yada, yada, yada that yeah. a lot of times that yada, yada, yada has details that you would like to know. So, yep. But, but that's how uh, it goes. Like right. You want to go next, Isaiah, or you want me to go? Or? I'll go next. Um, All right. Yeah, so the first thing that came to mind, and I'm not going to lie, I, I kind of regret switching my choice, but I'm going to have to bring it up anyway, is... First thing I thought of was The Last of Us. I think The Last of Us would be a great movie, only because I've watched all of the cutscenes in a row, and it's basically a movie. Um, But I think if they made it into a movie, you might lose some things along the way. So I actually thought about, well, what kind of game would really not matter if you lost some things on the way? And I think that a war movie would be really easy to take from a video game and make into an actual movie and it wouldn't be that big of a deal and i'm thinking modern warfare 2 um would be the easiest 
like first person shooter war mo- like uh, game that would be able to be easily translated into a movie. You throw a star studded cast in it, and like it's not supposed to be really deep, and then. In the end, things happen, and you're like, "Why do I feel emotions about a fucking war video game?" So, <laughs> why am I crying to Call of Duty? So, these are the some of the characters um, that I would want to see. I would want to see Lawrence Fishburne actually in the movie as uh, one of the main characters. I'm trying to remember who are the main characters of Modern Warfare. Is Soap one of the main characters of Modern Warfare? Yeah, you Modern also Warfare have General yeah. Shepard. Um, yeah, so I want Lawrence as Soap actually, from what okay. I recall. And then I also would like Gerard Butler in the movie as, oh, of course. as Price. He's like a good, I think he's just a good person to play as a, like a war character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the last guy. I can't remember what his name is. You got Who's uh, Danny Roach? DeVito playing? Every movie. Who's Danny DeVito playing? <laughs> <laughs> um, the guy who ends up being the bad guy in the end, I want that played by... Uh, Mark Dakaos. Uh, he's like an Asian guy. He's not Asian in the game. I think he's just a white dude. But <laughs> I think, what is it, Shepard's the bad guy, right? In the yeah, end? General Shepard. Yeah, he's played by an Asian guy because, you know, we need more roles in Hollywood. You're uh, right. <laughs> We're taking a stand here at Hillican Radios. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that it'd be really easy to make a war Because, mo- like, I think that war movies... I don't want to say that they're easy to make because obviously there's some really awesome, intricate war movies like what was that one that came out recently? 1917? Yeah. 1917? Yeah. Something like that is like super artwork masterpiece. But if you're making a war action movie just there for explosions and cool characters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think that's an easy box office hit right there. I think I can knock that one out of the park. Uh, director chair, obviously me. I've never directed a movie before, but how hard can it be? <laughs> 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 and sound designed by uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, that's a word. <laughs> All right, yeah. uh, Chris, I you want to go next? I think go last. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, Isaiah, I think you usually pick the best Call of Duty to make the movie after, though. I feel like that one has the second one has the best actual story that can be moved into a movie. Could you imagine actual celebrities crawling through like this field, like in Gillies in the Mist? No, absolutely amazing, Cruise. amazing. Yeah, I think yeah. that Modern Warfare Two is the is the smash hit story wise. And I don't know if it's specifically Modern Warfare 2, but I know they have been trying to make a Call of Duty movie for, like, years, it feels like. But they just, like, can't get it off the ground, I guess. I also wouldn't be mad if they never came out with one, though. Because yeah. I don't know if I want them to just fail so miserably and be like, all right, that hurt you. Like, I don't want to play yeah. your games anymore. That's tough. All right. Chris, you said you want to go last? You know what? Actually, no, I'll go, I'll go ahead and go now. I think... I okay. think yours is deserved for last, Josh. <laughs> oh, man, Josh, you have a lot <laughs> coming up. Um, so a movie I've always wanted from a video game, I want everything. I want the action. I like suspense. I like when I think of an actual movie, um, I really like the twists. I like all of that. So one of my favorite video games of all time is Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I loved when when you talk like when the PlayStation came out and you had like your Final Fantasy, all of that. When when Metal Gear Solid came out, it was such a different game to play. 
And for a lot of people that aren't really um, familiar with the game or maybe haven't played it if you're younger, I highly recommend it. Um, it's about a, uh, it's really about a legend. It's like a rise of a legendary soldier named snake, solid snake. And there's a, uh, um, basically he's at kind of like a, a hanger and he finds this, uh, um, this basically this war machine, uh, call and it's called a metal gear and he wants to take it down because it's going to be used for, um, for war use, like a better term. And when I thought of, when I played this game the first time and it was like three or four discs long, it was, I mean, it takes you on such a crazy, crazy journey. And it just, I mean, it, it captivated me even at a young age when it came out. Um, so when I thought about this, I'm like, man, okay, well, who would play solid snake? Because if you are a video game player, you know, this series and who would live up to, to a name. So got thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, well, in the first metal gear, he's, he's a little bit younger. You can kind of go two ways. And I thought, obviously I've thought about this a lot. (laughs) So, um, I thought of like Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. I thought Jake, you know, he played in, in what, what was that movie? Jarhead? Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. but I, to be honest, if I had to embody who Solid Snake would be, do you guys know who Mads Mikkelsen is? He, yes. He, okay. So if you don't know who Mads Mikkelsen is, um, he played in, uh, there's a Netflix movie out called Polar. And if you have not yes. seen that movie, freaking excellent. The movie is just amazing. Great. Movie. I love it. Um, he also played in a, another movie that I, I highly recommend called Arctic. Uh, I think that came out a couple of years ago and he was amazing. He was, he was, uh, uh, the main antagonist, uh, Le Chiffre and Casino Royale, uh, for 007 James Bond that came out like 14 years ago, but that was an excellent James Bond movie. He, He's also Hannibal Isaiah that you've been watching. Yeah, yes, I Hannibal. know. He is so good at Hannibal, dude. He is so good. So when you think of him, and I think of who, like, Solid Snake is, that is such an amazing character. And no spoilers or anything for the movie Polar, but there's a point where he's wearing an eye patch, and that, to me, I'm like, this guy's freaking, this this is him. Um, So I thought, I'm like, okay. So I would definitely cast him. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, well, who, who, what kind of movie would you go with? Like, who would you direct, have direct this movie? And I do like, I do like kind of sticking, sticking with, with who he's already worked with. Cause I think that they embodied his character so well. So when I think of like, uh, uh, Jonas Ackerland, uh, who directed Polar, uh, when I think of the, uh, um, I believe his name is Martin Campbell who directed Casino Royale, or even like, even if you wanted to take a Christopher Nolan, uh, kind of point because there's a really good twist in that movie and I feel like you can kind of have the uh, you can kind of have a really really uh, twisty intricate storyline with that type of game um, I, I, I think it I think that movie could be put together so much better than the idea of a um, uh, what's uh, what's another popular like uh, adventure game that's out now um, shoot what was the name of it? Um, the treasure hunting game. The treasure hunting game. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Drake's Fortune. Oh, you're talking like, you about know, Uncharted. Everybody's like, that is such a movie type of game. Why don't they have a movie out? Uncharted, yeah. 
Uncharted. Yeah, Uncharted. Drake's Fortune. Yeah. And so uh, when I thought of this, thought. yeah. But um, I thought of that, and like you know, for Colonel, have you guys ever have you guys ever played Metal Gear Solid? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, like it's really it's it's the main characters are like Metal Gear Solid, or it's a uh, Solid Snake, and it's like Colonel who's basically over the earpiece the whole time. Right. Right. And I thought of uh, John Voight for that. Uh, and if you don't know who John Voight is, he played the dad in National Treasure. He was the main bad guy in Holes. Uh, Mr. Sir, I think his yeah, name is. Yeah, I know. You're th- I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and he already played in like Mission Impossible and those kind of things. I'm like, man, this could be such a freaking good movie. What I'm, do you guys think? I'm really I like interested. It. I really like it. I'm really interested in why you didn't take the easy bait on your main character. You went with Mad Mickelson. But you really could have picked Keanu Reeves as solid. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was born for it. He was but born at the same for it. Like, at the same time, like, Mads Mikkelsen, he gets, like, he gets beat up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves, he gets beat up, but he doesn't really get beat up. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> he could literally lose a limb, and he still acts completely, completely in character as, as himself. <laughs> I also feel like casting uh, Keanu Reeves would kind of do a disservice to Solid Snake because, you know, Keanu already has that action hero with John Wick. So true, true. you would want someone playing Solid Snake to be someone that can be Solid Snake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's fair. Yeah, that grungy. The identity. Just, you can already tell, like, it, I don't know. Thinking of Keanu Reeves with an eye patch, smoking a cigarette just doesn't really... Doesn't really paint. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Chris, would you would you plan to have the film just cover the first Metal Gear Solid? Because obviously, there's, I mean, what five? Like, oh, main there's a, yes, but okay. So my my very it's, it's the, the first long two. run. That's at least six movies. The last one's yeah. a two part. <laughs> That's the new Double O Seven. And you thought John Wick was over? I mean, they're going to yeah. keep making. I, I thought that <laughs> movie was supposed to end at two, and they're like, no, three is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> No, he will be back. <laughs> yeah, John Wick um, will return. <laughs> yeah, so like the second, the second Metal Gear, I, I loved the first, but when the PlayStation Two launched, uh, Metal Gear Solid Two was like it's that was its flagship game, and that game was, I mean, it was absolutely amazing. It scored perfect with almost every video game outlet rating, um, and it, it it was incredible. And there's so many characters that you can involve. Uh, and bring into it that I, I don't know. I, it's almost like, and then you get into the idea, like I said, like Jake Gyllenhaal playing in the first one because he's much younger in the first one, uh, and then switching to Mads Mikkelsen as he gets older, as he gets grungier. There's um, a lot. There's a lot you can do, and I just, I wish they could make the movie. And there's been talks about it, um, but at the same time, it's almost like you don't want to ruin it like they have so many other so many other franchises um i at least feel like this could be something that's it could be a big bust but it could be a massive hit yeah for sure um so. all right well to go, to switch gears completely <laughs> my coaster tycoon <laughs> so um the Who's reason the I main picked character this... of Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I picked this one is because I feel like it could uh, make for a really great film, but at the same time, there aren't a ton of restrictions. Uh, you know, there's no real characters or things like that. To Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's just fucking roller coasters. So uh, 
the film. So to start off, the movie is going to be uh, directed by Adam McKay. So if you're unfamiliar with Adam McKay, he's directed uh, films like Anchorman, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights. <laughs> okay. Um, but recently, he also directed The Big Short and Vice, and those two films are going to be kind of what my roller coaster tycoon will be in the vein of they're going to be obviously fictional, but they're going to be uh, made as if they're kind of biographical films about a fictional character who is opening up a uh, roller coaster, uh, you know, amusement park. And it's going to be, you know, a drama film, but it's also going to have comedy kind of like the big short advice that we're dealing with serious topics, but also very funny. My main character is going to be played by Michael Keaton. And I don't know if any of you guys have seen The Founder, where Michael Keaton uh, plays the founder of the McDonald's Corporation, but he's basically a carny in that film. So (laughs) in this movie, he's basically going to be the same character, and he's going to be... Um, he meets a man played by Adam McKay favorite, Will Ferrell, and... uh, Will Ferrell is also going to play a character very similar to his Adam McKay previous roles like Step Brothers and Anchorman, Talladega Nights, where he's basically a man-child. And in this film, he's someone with just a lot of money, and he wants to open up an amusement park, but he has no idea how anything like that would work. So Michael Keaton comes in as kind of the slimy, carny guy, using Will Ferrell's money and convincing him to go into business with him to open up a roller coaster amusement park. So you know how when you first played Roller Coaster Tycoon and your park just like made no sense whatsoever because you were six years old. So the park was like named boobs and there was like only one restroom and stuff. (laughs) So that's all going to be in the film because Will Ferrell is going to be the creative behind the amusement park. But Michael (laughs) Keaton is going to be in it. Michael Keaton's going to be in it strictly for the money and he's going to have all the shady tactics. So the things like drowning park goers and charging people $80 for popcorn, that's all going to be the Michael Keaton side of it of the roller coaster tycoon where all the childish nonsense is going to be Will Ferrell's character. And then they're also going to have a rival uh, amusement park that they're competing with. And the owner of that park is going to be played by another anime K regular in Steve Carell. So Hell yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Vince Vaughn, but Steve Carell's better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Steve Carell will will own the other park, and he's been the one who's been open for a long time. And at first, he's trying to, like, you know, get to Will Ferrell until realizing Michael Keaton's, like, the real brains behind it. And they have a rivalry who can kind of out-slime the other. And then, just for comic, comic relief, we're going to have Ryan Gosling playing a worker in the amusement park uh he's kind of like the you know ironic uh you know young guy he knows that the job's bullshit and that everything in the park is bullshit he's there mostly just for comic relief but he's also an anime k regular and one of my favorite actors so i'm gonna put him in the film as well but (laughs) that's really gonna be it for the most part and then from there you know the story is basically it's gonna start off just like you start off from roller coaster tycoon just with like one shitty roller coaster that you tried to design yourself and then like one stand in one bathroom and you try to charge people like a hundred dollars to get in and then everyone comes in and they're like this ride is too scary so then you just stick to the the already built designs and then uh, (laughs) pay money to go ride every single ride (laughs) yes and then uh and there's just puke and everything it'll take it'll go through all the stages of learning how to play the game there's puke and everything everywhere so you have to you know hire more people and then hire security guards for vandalism and uh the only really added addition that'll be for the sake of the film will be that rival park with steve carell but even a roller coaster tycoon they would give you like these goals that you tried to achieve so that's kind of how 
I would play out the rival park as you're trying to achieve these things you know, before him. Uh, but it would also be a character study on uh, Michael Keaton's character and how, like, he's a shitty person. But at the end of the day, he's successful because he has that drive and that motivation, just like Ray Kroc, the founder of the McDonald's Corporation. Huge piece of shit, but he's the reason we all have fast food, so. <laughs> this is amazing. And where would this where would this be based? Like, what, what city would you have this in? That's a good question. I feel like, I feel like, it has to kind of look like that first Jacksonville, map. Florida. <laughs> you know that first. I have to look up the name of it, but you know that first roller coaster tycoon map where it's just like a grassy field, um, and there's like yeah, no, yeah, it's like the most basic one. So I'm thinking maybe something like uh, maybe something like Seattle, the <laughs> something like the upper peninsula, like grassy land. Just like yeah, just grassy land. I'm just trying to take notes because I'm literally going to send this in and try to <laughs> pitch this idea to someone. You know what? You know what Josh's film has that every video game film before it has also had uh, perfect opportunities for product placement, so you can pay for this oh, to actually yeah. be made. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, All at Sonic the Hedgehog. To, you, don't have to have, you don't have to have shitty interjections like uh, Sonic did with Olive Garden. With Olive Garden. I mean, with Olive Garden, that's. Awesome! I didn't know that. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, yeah. At the end, when he gives them when, when the government gives them an Olive Garden gift card. Yeah, Man, you just yeah, have, he says it's good for the whole family. Oh yeah, great for the whole family. <laughs> yeah, I was I, just I, looking up these apartments on Zillow.com. How, how, how many families do you think went and got Olive Garden though after watching Sonic? All I'm saying oh, is. Oh, they could have All made they Sonic with Sonic eating Olive Garden, and every kid would have went there. <laughs> All I'm saying is they could have made Sonic at least half a point better if it was one of those like unlimited pasta cards, right? Like those legendary <laughs> cards where, like, for the rest of your life, you could have unlimited pasta. <laughs> they were like, "Here you go." <laughs> like the government has yeah. unlimited pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I J- Josh, your idea is just uh, that is that is a really good idea. Yeah, for a movie, holy cow! Hell yeah! Well, hell yeah. I think that uh, I think that it would be ruined by the eventual sequel once my movie makes a whole bunch of money and they try to make a Zoo Tycoon and then it sucks. So yeah, then you guys throw the unfortunate scene when you just let the lines out because you can't afford the <laughs> zoo anymore. Zoo Tycoon <laughs> featuring Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes, and Kevin James, of course. The oh, real, of course, yes. The real question is how long? How many years down the line do you get uh, the same movie, but it's about city planners and it's about Sim City? <laughs> maybe i'll maybe i'll just take the 22 jump street approach and in the credits of my film i'll just like do like michael keaton michael keaton also trying to do all these other things and then like, oh, wait, there you go that's that way they can't amazing. make the sequels that would be perfect that's amazing all right that was great um with thanks for joining us again chris uh, that was an, a that was a beautiful idea. I'm glad that we got to talk that through. Um, and now I'm going to have this dream about this wonderful movie that I'll never get to see, or maybe I will because Chris is going to pitch it to Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Hollywood, to you, and it will be brought to you by Lava Clothing Company. Hell yes, yes. the plug. <laughs> I'd love to have it. Yes, please tell us about Lava. We I don't want oh, anyone to forget. Lava? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, the last time I was on, uh, I brought in some clothing 
Um, we've really, since the last time I brought you guys clothes, we've really, uh, we've kind of found what our brand and what our, uh, uh, really who we are and what we want to do as a company with clothing. Uh, there's a lot of cool things to check out. Uh, we really want to be a different company, as I said, from the very beginning. Um, we want to be interactive with all of our supporters. We don't call you customers. We call you supporters. You guys are supporting something that's that's great. Um, we are donating on, on every order that you place with Lava. We are donating to Fallen Firefighters Foundation, families that have lost loved ones uh, while fighting fire and, and putting their lives on the line for us. And I think that's important. Um, when you think of lava, you think of warmth, you think of something that, uh, something that, that keeps you warm, like thermals and, and sweaters, things like that is what comes to mind. And that's where, where we want to shine. We want to make sure that we provide that for people and, uh, feel free, visit our, uh, visit our website, www.lavaclothingcompany.com, all one word, feel free to, uh, to check out our Instagram, Lava Clothing Company, all one word, our Facebook. Uh, we are more than happy to interact with you. Feel free to ask questions. Uh, give us ideas. That's one of the biggest things. That's one of the things I love, even as a founder. If you have ideas, feel free to share them with us. I want to make sure that, and when you do, you will see on our site, we give credit to the people that, that give us inspiration and give us ideas. So, um, again, I appreciate you guys for having me on. It's been wonderful. Yeah, I was Thank wondering you. how many drops have you guys had since the last time we talked to you? I know that you had your launch collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then did yep. you have a, a summer l- drop also? The summer yeah. one. So we had a summer drop and then we had a surprise 4th of July drop. Um, yeah. One of the big things with us, and, and actually Josh, he was uh, he also experienced it. One of the big things is is with the, with the type of business we are, um, being an independent clothing company, and having all of our right now having all of our merchandise drop shipped is the uh, is really where COVID's hitting, and a lot of people are are being very patient with us. Uh, and you know we we uh, how would I say it? We create your clothing. We manufacture your clothing by hand when you order uh, to make sure that you're the first person to actually touch the sewn garment. So I like the company we're using to do this just takes a little bit more time uh with covid hitting we are doing some extra things to make up for that we're doing giveaways uh i've been designing things like swag bags um isaiah you saw when i made the uh the shoulder bag fanny pack yeah (laughs) so yeah uh, yeah mugs hats we're doing a lot of things to give away just to supporters just for making purchases with us uh we'll actually be having our first our first big giveaway this month uh by the end of the month so when you put in your order that order gets drawn, put into a raffle. That raffle is going to happen. We're going to do three separate raffles uh, and, and send you a, uh, a surprise gift box uh, with different merchandise. So, again, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Let me on. Talk about, the, uh, mm-hmm. talk about everything. Talk about our brand. And, and, of course, you guys being a supporter means everything. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I think we're going to have to get our lawyers involved. The next time we talk, we'll have to make you the first official sponsor of Hooligan Radio. Oh, you know hell I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am there. I Absolutely. Love it. Okay. Uh, we love having you, Chris. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, of course, guys. And mm-hmm. we'll catch you next time. All, All right. right. Sounds good. My roommate and longtime friend, Elijah, returns. Um, with a segment he's brought from his own fruition that I'm very excited to talk about. 
You want to give the listeners a lowdown on what we're going to talk about today? Yes, I wanted to ask the boys if you could relive your top three experiences again for the first time, whether it's playing a video game, watching a movie, a show, anime, song, anything up above, which ones would you pick and why? Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I think that the best way to do this is um, our tried and true fashion of top three, a segment brought by Josh. Uh, Zach will not be joining us today because he is a busy bee and has to work on the time when we're recording this, so it will be Josh, myself, and Elijah talking about our top three things that uh, in pop culture we would love to re-experience for the first time. Um, uh, Elijah, do you want to go first since it's your your idea here, or do you want to go last so you can go twice in a row? What order do you want to go in? I want to go last. He wants to go last. Okay. I want to go second, so you can go first, Josh. <laughs> okay. I get to start it off. Okay, blessing and a curse. All right. Um well, I think for me, obviously, I'm the movie guy. So first thing that I jumped to was uh, movies. And there's quite a few of them that I could say. So I'm going to pick the one that I think is most likely that you guys might take if I don't say it first. So the number one thing I would love to re-experience for the first time is Avengers Infinity War. Good pick. That's a big pick. I knew that, that, was, I knew that um, almost guaranteed in the first round an Avengers-esque thing was coming. Good. That's a yeah, really sure. good pick. Yeah, and just the the shock of the end of Avengers Infinity War, and really the whole time seeing everyone come together from the MCU, it was you know unlike any experience, even unlike Endgame. I, I would take Avengers Infinity War as something I'd get to experience the first time. That would that was an insane experience in the theater. Yeah, I would say that another like what was going to be my first one, but then I replaced it with what my actual first one was the first time seeing Cap have the hammer. So. I can I feel that, but my actual first one on mine, if you're if you are passing the buck to me, um, is the first time I ever listened to one two three four one two three four by Streetlight Manifesto. Uh, if you've never listened to that song before, uh, that song is incredible. And at the beginning, it's very like soft. You're like, oh, this is pretty good, and then it ramps up. And the first time I ever listened to it, it scared the shit out of me. And I proceeded to scare the shit out of everyone else ever that had never heard that song before by playing it at a very loud volume in my car for years to come. That's an incredible pick. That's an incredible pick. (laughs) All right, you're, you're last, so you have to go twice in a row. All right, so for my first pick, I'm coming right out the gate. I'm also picking a song. I would want to hear Terrible Things by Mayday Parade again for the first time because that depression is so pure. I've never felt that depression again. That's the lowest point of my whole life was the first time I heard Terrible Things. Yeah, dude. That high school heartbreak will never be replaced by anything. That is such an incredible moment in my life. I feel like Zach would agree with you on that one. Yeah, I can't. I can't even listen to it. I can't break that hundredth listen because it's just too much. Too much. <laughs> and then because I get to go again, I'm going to pick a video game. I would want to play uh, the first God of War again for the first time. Oh, like the very first the God very of War. first God of War. Because uh, when I played it the first time, my parents were super invested in the story. So they pitched me, if you can beat the last level before going to bed, we'll let you skip school tomorrow. 
And so you <laughs> went in. Oh, I played that last level a hundred times. It took me till two in the morning. And I got to skip school and my parents made a huge breakfast because of the cathartic release as a family. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, That's great. so good. Um, yeah, so that brings me to my second one. And I think the most monumental gaming achievement of all time in my life would be uh, the first time I got a tactical nuke. Uh, so I would want to relive getting my first ever tactical nuke in Call of Duty. Um, and I believe that was in Modern Warfare 2, I believe. Um, I think that was the first game with the nuke. Yeah. And I remember sitting in some place where I probably shouldn't have been camping, but I had, to, like, 20 kills and just fucking shaking, like, this is what the fuck is going to happen. <laughs> this is it. This is my glory. I've never felt that much anxiety playing a video game since, like... Like, Battle Royales gave me close to that, and I think that's why they were so addicting, but the first time I got a nuke, I was, like, in fucking shambles for the last three kills, like, don't fucking get a lucky headshot on me! (laughs) (laughs) So good. Alright, Josh, what's your number two? And then your number three. Yeah, so, for my number two, I'm actually gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go with a TV show. Um, I would love to be able to experience for the first time watching the office all the way through um it's amazing on rewatches but you'll never have that same experience uh emotionally as watching it the first time so i'd have to go with the office that's a good pick although scott's tots would be hard to watch again for the first time (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) except you wouldn't know that it's coming so you wouldn't have (laughs) the dread (laughs) I know, that's what makes it worse, Um, though. On the rewatch, you can skip it. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, definitely. Um, And then for the last one, I'm trying to decide between a couple of them here, but you know what? I'm I'm actually going to go with Fable. Fable was like the first game that I spent... Yeah, yeah, I spent probably over 100 hours playing that and replaying it. Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas would be a close second for video games for me, but I'd probably go with Fable is, is if I had to choose one, the one I would want to re-experience. I think that makes a lot of sense. Fable is like an unmatched version of the RPG game. Like, when I think of RPG yeah. games, I think Skyrim first, obviously, because it's been around for a fucking decade. And then after that, I'm like, okay, but like an actual good one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hate on Skyrim and get fucking hate messages for the next three years. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, so that leaves me with my third pick, right? Yep. Um, I'm going to have to get... This is really recent, and so it's tough, but... I would love to re-experience for the first time fucking Heroes Rising. Wow. Dude, it is so good. Literally, I got a text yeah, today yeah. from uh, one of our other guests that we're ha- going to have on. He texted me. He saw it today. And I literally just gushed all over his fucking inbox about every scene I remembered. I would easily... Re- <laughs> and, like, the way that I experienced it the first time, just sitting next to that fucking 10-year-old who was just equally as hyped as me i don't know if i've ever had a movie experience like that <laughs> except for like sitting next to josh and every three seconds during endgame just hitting him and going like Bro! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i have to go with yeah. heroes rising good pick. i still gotta watch it dude watch. i'm excited dude it's so good nick said he had to watch like a fucking bootleg version because he wanted to watch it so bad <laughs> do i get my last pick yeah 
Alright, so I was going to pick Lord of the Rings. I have two tattoos, but I can't rightfully mm. pick that because I didn't really appreciate it until watching it again. Oh, so, so the first time you didn't really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I was I was a boy, and I had to watch it as a man. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, did, yeah. So I decided to pick, an, uh, I also picked an anime. I would want to watch uh, Demon Slayer again for the first time because the art style is so different oh. from other animes that I think like the spectacle that you get when you watch it for the first time, especially when he kills that spider kid and his like, water dragon turns into a fire. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. I unbelievable. Agree. It was definitely, it was one of the first things that came to mind when you brought up the topic was like, oh yeah, probably watching Demon Slayer, especially that scene you were just talking about. But then as I started to think about anime, I was like, Heroes Rising? <laughs> I also almost picked My Hero because of the the stain arc. Because that is so good. So good. But Demon Slayer has a special place in my heart. I bought an anime subscription to Crunchyroll just to watch it. <laughs> so that would, that would be the one. I watched that at work, actually, at Subway. Instead of helping customers, I watched anime in the back. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, Still got paid. I yeah. uh, I know it's a ba- I know it's a basic ass pick, but since we're basically in the honorable entrance here, can you imagine getting to watch Dragon Ball Z again for the first time? I mean, I feel like that'd be insane for me. There's a lot of kids shows that I bet watching for the first time would be pretty crazy. Like, could you imagine just hearing the um, the theme song for Fairly Odd Parents for the first time? Yeah. Again, just being like, oh <laughs> shit, this shit bops, bro. <laughs> Get, Especially like your my shiny teeth and me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Especially like now where I could just rewind it at whim. I'd been like, wait a second, dude. Did he say Galapagos? <laughs> I'm gonna need subtitles. I'm gonna need subtitles and rewatch this shit like seven times. My mom would be furious. <laughs> The only problem with family um, odd parents is I'm so deep in the weeb life. I'm like, oh, this isn't in Japanese? Off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, for uh, just as a couple more movies, obviously Inception, The Dark Knight would oh, be the ones Dark I would, be, would love yeah. to experience. Um, and then also, here's kind of a weird one, but I would also love to be able to watch Napoleon Dynamite for the first time again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting pick. I was going to say, I think watching Community again for the first time would yeah. have been good because that, like... Especially back when I first watched it, I didn't know about all the drama with, like, Dan Harmon, so I didn't have, like, this, oh, I know it's going to fall off at this point kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was another one that I thought of and was like, I don't know if that's in my top three, but, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a couple of, like, we... honorable mentions. Um, like, I wouldn't mind replaying, like, the Uncharted series again for the first time. Um, maybe I would have picked Endgame. But, like, I went and saw Endgame by myself, because, like, everyone was unavailable. I'm like, I'm just going to go see this movie. Right. And it just didn't, like, it gave me the good relief of, like, okay, this is over. Right. But it wasn't, like, enough to beat Demon Slayer or maybe Parade. Right, (laughs) right, right. What were you saying, Josh? Oh, I was going to say, if we were uh, expanding it outside of media and just, like, overall things you would love to experience again for the first time, I would have to put Riding the Millennium Force on that list, for sure. <laughs> There's so many life experiences that we could put in there. I don't even <laughs> want to expand that bound. I'll let you have the Millennium Force, but I'm pulling the reins back. 
Because <laughs> people would be like, yeah, dude, like, the first time I ever had ice cream when I was a baby, I bet that was still... <laughs> <laughs> no way, that gate's open. The first time I had ramen, life-changing. First time, I have ramen to this day. I have ramen twice for meals <laughs> the other day. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think that is the end of the segment, I believe. Um, thanks, Elisha, for coming on and joining us for our 100th episode. Um, they can find you if they want to find you. If they, if you happen to be their favorite special guest, are they welcome to find you on the internet and where at? Uh, they can find me, I guess, on Twitter for at Elisha Gamalo, which is my first and last name. If you, yeah, can't, you, if you can't spell it, <laughs> if you can't spell it, just go on Twitter and look for someone that I know. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Okay. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the video game topic of episode 100. We've made it a long way. But haven't you ever wondered if we were to beat the shit out of each other as animated characters, what animated characters we think we would be? In this episode, well, I guess in this segment, we're going to decide for each other and for ourselves what Smash characters we would relate to the most. And it's going to be a fucking trip. Welcome to Hooligan Radio. Alright, <laughs> boys. So, brief breakdown. We're going to be looking at the character list from Smash Bros. Ultimate. And we are going to be picking who we think relates to our fellow co-hosts the most. And then our fellow co-host will then reveal to them who they think they relate to the most. Does that make sense so far? So far, so good. Josh? Yeah, I believe so. All right. I have reserved last as the people as the person who will be discussed because I want to offend everyone else so they can come at me last. God, I love it. So, Josh or Zach, if you want to flip a coin or rock, paper, scissors, or have me decide who's going first. Uh, Isaiah, pick a number between one and seven. Go. Three. Don't say it. Don't, damn it. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> we got to say it. <laughs> All right. Let me try again. All right. You got it? Wait. What's the numbers between? It's still one through seven. Four. Ah, fuck. Okay. One more time. Oh, damn <laughs> I was going to say, can we do like a, one of those weird like board game rules where the person going first is like some random, like, the last person who turned left on a red light? Oh, no, we'll do... What uh, we used to play? I haven't play test this? Yeah, I haven't play tested this fucking yet or whatever. Uh, Gosh, no, we'll do still it... at your home somewhere, <laughs> like three houses ago. It's still somewhere. I, uh, no, I have it. I packed it up. It's, it's going to Nashville <laughs> with me. Um, okay, oh, we're taking too long on deciding who's going to go first. So... The way that we're going to decide is whose birthday is closest to today's current date, just like a board game would say. Josh. And I'm going to guess that's Josh. I'll say it's like, almost you exactly a month. You can go backwards. Yeah, you can go backwards because if it's only okay. forwards, then it's me, and I already right. said I'm going last. Okay, so I'll go first then. So then that means I go last for myself, right? Both right, so we will be picking who we think Josh uh, relates, auto, relates to the most or – you think of this for this character when you think of Josh. So, Zach, do you want to go first or second? I think I actually have to go second. I knew going into this, I think Josh would be the hardest one to decide. 
Oh, like I actually decided, not. Josh, way before I decided you. So I'm oh, very man. excited. I want to go first. I personally think that Josh is the Fox McCloud. Oh, Ooh, uh, I need to hear this. I think that, I mean, especially as of recently taking that leadership position and organizing all of this episode 100, and he's always pretty decisive on what he um, believes whenever it comes to the podcast and generally in life, I think that he would be a perfect Fox McCloud. He's got tried and true morals. That is Josh to the T. And there's wow. no real lions in the game, so I couldn't pick, you know. <laughs> what do you... All right. All right. All right. That's a good one. So, personally, I think, now hearing some of what you were explaining, I think I'm leaning towards Josh being Incineroar. I was also thinking Incineroar, but that might, I thought it was too on-brand, so I kind of shipped too... it off. <laughs> Damn. Well, if it's too on-brand, I'll take no, it. No, no, you're I good. Mean... It, I when I think of Josh, I I the first thing I thought of was like God, I'm going back to Josh's career wrestling days and just the power and the agileness and that's I was like his Super Smash character has to encompass that and just looking through the list here, the last one just in center, I was like, up, oh, that's it, that, he has to be it, high flying jump rope, full power behemoth in center. Yeah, that's a good pick, I think. All right. So the moment of truth, Josh. Who do you relate to the most out of the Smash roster? Well, I think those are uh, both some pretty good picks. Um, But I don't know, man. This is really tough. I'm interested to see what you guys pick for yourselves. It's so weird having to assign a character to yourself. Yeah, Um, dog. So... I think just just for the sake of being interested in, in not picking one of the ones you guys picked and picking um, another one, if I was to pick another one, I'd probably go with Wario because I feel like I feel like with Wario as a character in Smash, he's not like nothing about him inherently like makes him OP or like you know really uh <laughs> like really good or anything like that <laughs> and i also feel like s- sometimes his move set has more like is more of a comedic effect than actually like giving you an advantage <laughs> in battle <laughs> like when, when you play with wario you can like ride a motorcycle to hit your enemies or like literally just try to bite them and it's like this isn't a good way to fight but he's more focused on the comedic f- effect and i feel like sometimes i get caught up in that um wow i can see that yeah, for sure. And I also feel like Wario is also, you know, he's always one that's going to kind of relate to what Isaiah said, but like always one that's going to speak his mind. And even if you absolutely do not agree with the way he's doing things, he stands firm in what he believes. So that's when I have to go with Wario for myself. You know, I actually really like that one. That's a really good pick for yourself. I like that comedic aspect because... Since I've known you, you've just been throwing humor into everything, and it's one of the one of my favorite features about you. Uh, and I think that's a perfect way to sort of take in that and mix it in with Warrior. I will say that when Incineroar like was introduced into the game, and the first time I played him, I was like, "Okay, well, this is me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a good pick on both of your guys' accounts. Um, Wario, 
I was definitely not in my top three people I would pick for Josh. But, hey, if that's what you see, that's what you see, man. You got to look deep inside and be like, which one of these characters is me, bro? Look deep inside that gut. Doesn't Warrior also <laughs> have that fart that yeah. just, like, yeah. explodes the entire thing? I could see that. Yeah, Haley would tell you that's very much me, that part of it. Okay, we've had plenty of nights where I feel like we've just... <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, calm down, calm down. All right. Let's not chase away all of the listeners. <laughs> We're just all right. being real. So now, right. we'll be moving on to Zach. Oh, God. Josh, do you want to go first or second? I do not care. I can go first. I'll go first. Okay. So, Zach, for yours, um, it's for me, it's pretty solid on this one character. And that's going to be Olimar. Ooh! Okay. Because I feel like when someone uses Olimar in Smash, it's very similar to how I feel hanging out with Zach. Um, Because it's like, most of the time someone uses Olimar, you're like, what the fuck? You're just so confused. (laughs) (laughs) But Gotta keep it exciting. Yeah, but he's low-key one of the best players in the game, if you know how to use him correctly. <laughs> so I feel like Olimar is always someone that someone picks Olimar, and you're like, either this person has no clue how to play the game, or they're going to completely obliterate me. And they end up completely obliterating you. And I feel like that's Zach, like, extremely athletic, extremely intelligent. But, like, when you first get to know him, you're like, dude, this dude's fucking crazy this dude's unlike anyone i've ever met before but then once you actually get into any type of activity or sport or anything like that he's probably going to be far superior all right hell yeah that means it's me and this is okay i took a long time thinking about how i was going to meme on zach during this topic and i took all of those thoughts and i put them aside and i decided on lucas I think that Zach's mm-hmm. child sense of wonder when it comes to cryptids and what could possibly be out there in the world reminds me of Lucas. And I like that he's got a little snake in this picture. I know you guys are also looking at it. Um, I'm pretty sure that his grapple is ranged and he throws a snake. I would Zach could definitely have a snake <laughs> in his pocket at any time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I know yeah. that we the, the last time I was here... Um, since I was in LA, we were talking about Lucas, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, he's also got Zach's, uh, hair. So that was probably a big, <laughs> a big contention in it. Zach's little swoop up hair that he used to have in high school. I don't know if he still has the poof. it. It's been t- the poof. <laughs> When it comes to pure looks, Lucas as Zach is the the best match of all three of us. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think Zach. I don't know Zach. if that makes me feel good, but <laughs> you I'll could say. cosplay it's Lucas, fun. bro. Adult Lucas. <laughs> I also like how I'm a skin of Ness, essentially. <laughs> it's fine, dude. If you had brown hair, you could be Ness. I mean, if it's not that big, uh, I'm going with Lucas. All right, fuck you, no, dude. I'm switching it. You're King Day Day Day. <laughs> All right, Zach. I'm dying to know. Who do you identify with on this board of characters? I'm not going to lie. You guys give me more credit than I probably give myself. <laughs> I love that we are finding out about everybody's self-confidence issues this episode. 
I was thinking about this today when you thought about the topic. I was like, man, I don't know which character I was. And I was like trying to like go through their move sets. And I was just like, all right, like if I had to like fight or like put myself in a situation, what sort of character I would be. And the only character that I kept returning to every single time was Yoshi. And <laughs> the reason why is just because when, <laughs> when there's nowhere else to go, you have your B of just tonguing them pooping them out, and then hope they fall off the edge. Tugging them and, and like, pooping them out! Why is that your move? Why does that relate to you? Please explain it to me! You always have to have, like, alright, if all, everything else goes to shit, this is, like, the backup plan. You're gonna and eat them and poop them out? I mean, what else, what other backup plan do you have for Yoshi? I mean, I feel like Yoshi is a very good character in this game, but and I don't play him nearly as good as <laughs> in a when I am at like 99% about to get wrecked, I'm just like, all right, come close to me. I'm going to sit on this edge. And if you get close enough, you're done. I'm just going to poop you out and see if you can <laughs> smash your buttons quick enough before you die. Yes. <laughs> that's the part I understand. Zach, that's the part I understand. I know how Yoshi's move works, but how does that relate to you? Where is that? Is that your whole mentality? You're ready to eat and poop somebody out? You always got to be ready. You got to have that backup plan. This dude's gonna end up running into the Ohio grass man and be like, "Oh!" and then just eat him and poop him out. That's the plan. Just poop. <laughs> yes, I, I can definitely agree. You definitely radiate some Yoshi energy. That's for sure. So when you uh, asked about skins, were you trying to be like, "I want to be Yoshi that looks like he has a tennis ball nose"? <laughs> no, no, no. Before, before I was just like, "Well." Like how how Josh chose Lucas for Lucas for me, I was like, well, there's technically other characters like built into the skins, so like, are they free game or not? But I just went ahead and went with the gut pick from the very beginning. That's a good pick. It's a good pick. All right, it's down to me, boys. Don't do don't tear me to pieces. All right, Josh, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, you go first this time. All right. So, I think this one is honestly a no-brainer. I think when Isaiah said this one, I was like, all right, I already got Isaiah's. I got to worry about Josh's now and myself. Oh, no. Uh, for, for me, I picture, and I think this one's pretty pretty good. I, I picture you as Cloud. You radiate that confidence, that self-esteem, and you're just straight-up bruiser. Uh, I, I'm, like, trying to... I didn't want to choose Cloud. I, I didn't. How big of a fan you are of Cloud <laughs> and everything, and I was like, I want to be different. But every single time, I was like, Well, Cloud's there, and he's a better pick. Cloud raised me, bro. I'm like my dad, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh wow, dude, that is yeah, that is fine. high remarks for your boy. Yeah, um, for for me, I I think. So for me, it really came down to two characters, and I'll discuss the other one if we if we are if we get to like an honorable mention uh, part of this afterwards. But I think for me, it really came down to uh, two characters, and ultimately, I think I would go with Mewtwo as your character. Isaiah. Wow! I feel like Mew. I feel like you just radiate Mewtwo energy. I feel like you're just like you know, just like over everyone else's head like all the time like <laughs> i feel like when we used to all all hang out all the time most of the time you're just like who the fuck do i hang out with like you're <laughs> 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 uh, 
And I also feel like you have like that captain or that leader energy, but you don't necessarily always use it for good. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I'll take that last point definitely pushes it over the edge. I could stand by with Mewtwo. (laughs) Okay. So I thought long and hard about this in the middle of the night whenever I came up with a topic. I actually came up with myself first and then came up with you guys. And while I will take the compliments of Cloud and Mewtwo to heart, I wish I was Cloud. I wish I was Mewtwo. But who I really am, I'm King K. Rule, baby. Got my motherfucking crown on and my fucking tummy armor, dude. None of you can stop me. And he's always scheming, dude. He's always scheming. And that's me. I'm 100% King K. Rule, baby. Wow, that's actually a good one. I forgot he was even in this game. I feel like King K. Rule was like you taking my last point and like taking it to the extreme and just being like a straight up supervillain. Yeah, you just take that evil part and just like, all right, I'm just gonna run with it. Yeah, I gave you the benefit of the doubt of like, you know, you two, he's kind of a tweener. He can be a face, he can be a heel, but King K. Rule is just all the way. Super all villain. heel. Yeah, dog. I mean, it happens, dude. Sometimes I'm the heel, bro. I feel like I'm definitely I definitely think I'm the heel of this podcast for sure. Like <laughs> when I'm podcasting, I am King K Rule. <laughs> you have the crown on and everything. Yeah, Doc. Right? I'm just cosplaying King K Rule while we fucking <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I could see King K Rule Wario and Yoshi describing the podcast lineup. I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi just comes, he's like, I'm gonna talk about this magical beast, the Loveland Frog, and King K rules like, I'm gonna fuck up this whole conversation. Yeah. Just you know it's not real, right? Just alright, King K rule, we get it. Just, let me have this. Let me have this. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so you what were you gonna right. say? Oh, I was just saying, are we going to do some honorable mentions? Because I feel like there's a ton that, of like oh. characters that oh, like, yeah. don't fully fit, but I definitely thought about yeah, oh, I think sure. we should definitely go honorable mentions. Um, we'll just do them in rounds. So we'll say, like, Josh, you could pick whoever you're talking about, if it's going to be yourself or somebody else, and then the character. And then we'll go on to Zach and then to me. Just going okay. through them so we're not jumping all over each other. Gotcha. So, okay, so I guess if we do me first, starting with me, another character I was thinking about for myself when I was just first thinking about it was Donkey Kong. I thought I that like- too. I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> just because I feel like you know when Don- how you, kind of similar to what Zach said about Yoshi Donkey Kong can like do the thing where he just grabs you and throws you I feel like sometimes I when we were hanging out I would have to like take charge and that just like reminded me of that just like alright we're doing this you go over here this is where we're going <laughs> absolutely absolutely we could never commit we could never fully just commit on something alright still Zach. to this day do you got honorable mentions? Uh, I got plenty of honorable oh, mentions. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I guess I'll start with myself. Another one. Okay, I, feel, I need to have more confidence in myself. Yeah, the you other do. Char- <laughs> the other character, I was just like, man, you know what? I think I could be this, Is was Rob. And I was just Rob? like. Rob? <laughs> it's just another one of those characters where you're just like, I guess. Like, he's not super good, but he has some good I- qualities to him. I thought briefly about Rob for both of you guys, if he could fit with either one. And I'm like, maybe, but I just felt like it was too 
too surface level. It would it wouldn't fit quite enough. But yeah, I kind of get your point. <laughs> right. Uh, for Josh, my runner up for Josh was Sonic. Uh, Sonic. Just be- <laughs> just an- I, and I think the Sonic one was really for that like the comedic and humorous side of Josh because I think Sonic, besides the Loveland Frog, Loch Ness Monster. Uh, Sonic's probably going to brought up more times this podcast than almost <laughs> any other topic. Yeah, but every like, single time it's just super humorous. It's a good time. It's like but ten entries below I'm... fucking Grave Encounters on things yeah. mentioned on the podcast. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> All and right. The, the runner up I had for Isaiah was Gandorf. Gandorf. <laughs> oh yeah, no! A straight up brute power force. Fully Sheer evil, the evil side. Yeah, just not even giving in to any sort of light, but just fully embracing it and going with it. I see. My runner-up for Isaiah was Meta Knight. That was the other character I was thinking about between Ooh. Meta Knight and He's you. So edgy. Because... <laughs> yeah, I'm like because being an edgy Kirby is basically as it. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet that after this. I'm gonna tweet that being an edgy Kirby is basically as it. <laughs> and then I feel exact like one I had for you. If we were this was kind of a, a more in depth answer, but I feel like when I met you, you were young Link. And now you're just regular Link. <laughs> anyway, the I assume before I met you, you were Toon Link. <laughs> before I met you, every story from before you met Josh was a Toon Link. <laughs> and then whenever we were all gooning around in high school, you were a young Link. And now you're an adult, so you're just Link. Hell yeah, that at least shows that I've made some progression across my life. <laughs> That's incredible. Absolutely great. Uh I was thinking that also <laughs> this is going to be the trolling part, but I thought Zach was runner up was the villager. I oh, think that, man. I, I think would that, like that. <laughs> I think that Zach could be appeased by his very remedial tasks that he just gets to do every day. He's like, well, today I got to go get those cherries off my tree in my backyard. Then I'm going to go down to the pond and try to catch a rare fish. And it's going to be but fucking awesome. But at the same awesome. time, I could just be like, this bowling ball should be on your head. And just boop. Yeah, and then you just dunk people and it's just like, uh. And you also could put anything in your pockets. I've seen Zach put a lot of stuff in his pockets. It's like, Zach's got some trash, he's putting it in his pocket, man. It's just pocket. If we're talking about just straight up looks, though, Villager is definitely like me when I'm five. <laughs> Baby Josh looks like Village. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. And then my runner up for Josh. I think whenever Josh and I are getting the same evil mindset, he is the Bowser Jr. To my also runner up, I thought of Bowser for myself. So Josh and I, whenever we're like, we need to make the group do something a little bit irresponsible. And then we just turn into Bowser and Bowser Jr. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I'm absolutely in love with the runner-up the runner up choice from Josh for me. If it, Edgy Kirby is Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, that one's fantastic. Absolutely uh, yeah. incredible. Oh, God. All right. We'll do a, th- we'll do a really quick round. What about... What is an item that you associate with a person? 
Uh, an item. <laughs> an item. I know this one's a much larger list, and this one is just off the top. So That's I'll go with one for you guys first. Incredible. Uh, okay. So first, right off the bat, I'm gonna go with the beetle for Isaiah. The beetle. <laughs> Most OP, just, just fucking annoying ass shit. Yeah, just throw it. Take them away, lose a life. You could just <laughs> roast someone and ruin their night and just be like, you're done. <laughs> and that's what I got for you. And then for Josh, this one took a little bit of time, but I think for Josh, I would probably have to go with, I think it's the superstar one. I know there's different stars. The one that essentially makes you like invincible and just a straight up monster in the game. Uh and the reason why I chose that one for Josh is because I feel like this is going back towards sort of the re- Josh's wrestling career where you get the crowd behind you or you get like other support behind you and you're just unstoppable with what you do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Josh, you want to go next? You want me to go next? <clears throat> uh, you can go next. because I'm still refamiliarizing myself with, the with items all the items. <laughs> 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 Well, I'm going to have to say, uh, first thing that came to mind when Zach brought that up uh, is, for Zach, I would have to pick the bumper. Uh, (laughs) Pure annoyance. The amount of energy you put into the bumper is the amount of energy you get put back out, and you get fucked up if you hit the bumper (laughs) at the wrong angle. So, yeah, Zach, the bumper, for sure. (laughs) Hell yeah. And then I will have to say... For Josh, I'm going with Super Spicy Curry, the little item that makes you shoot fireballs, because he got them hot takes on the lake. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Look at that plug. <laughs> Look at that plug. Nah, dude, he's always coming spitting them facts and that mad knowledge, bro. He's got that spicy curry on him, dude. And then I have to pick one for myself. I don't think Zach did, but... I think that personally, I would be like hanging out with me is like hanging out with the cuckoo or the chicken uh, item. Where if somebody fucks with us, we just turn into a fucking mob of chickens and we're like, yeah, 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 we're a mob of chickens. What's up? We're a motherfucking mob of chickens. What's up? <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> um, for for you, Isaiah, I would definitely go with the pokeball. Um, because just as a <clears throat> little bit of a behind the curtain for the listeners, when uh, me and Isaiah have been friends for a really, really long time, and he basically introduced me to a whole bunch of his friends as we got into high school. So I feel like the Pokeball would represent you because it was like every time I would hang out with you, I would meet somebody new. <laughs> okay, I'm into that. I'm into that. And then for Zach, I'm going to go with uh, that little brown leaf from Mario where, like, when you get it, you, like, get the tail and the ears and you can fly around the map because I feel like it's just, like, completely irrelevant in Smash, but it's just, like, something you can do and you're like, oh, well, I guess he can do – has that skill. <laughs> <laughs> I guess super he has pointless, that skill. useless skill. He's <laughs> just like, okay, I'm not sure how, how that applies here, but okay. I thought it'd been so funny. So I went with the bumper, but I thought it'd been hilarious if I would have picked banana peel for Zach. Zach's like a banana peel. Like sometimes you're just going so quick, and then you hit Zach, and you just fucking bloop. <laughs> and then for myself, I think I would go with 
the uh, that item where you have to collect the three items throughout the game and then it like makes a gun or whatever because I feel like that was always my strength was like I always have to and this is still to this day with all my friends I always have to be the one to like bring stuff together or like organize things um, so I would go with that item. <laughs> <laughs> The daybreak gun is just like <laughs> incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, I would also like to say the first, the very first thing that came to mind whenever I thought about it, I was like, Josh is the warp star because every time I get to hang out with Josh, it's a fucking wild ride and a fun time. But it doesn't come around very often to my games of Smash, at least. So I was like, damn, bro. Warp Star. But I thought Super Spicy Curry was a much better. Tops that one. And then my uh, my one for Zach that I also thought of was the fucking, what's it called? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The special flag. I always feel like Zach's up to something whenever we're <laughs> hanging out. I'm like, what are you doing over there? And he's like, Nothing. He's like eating KFC or some shit on the side. <laughs> Secret. <laughs> Secret. And then a special flag is the item that you hold up for long enough you get another life. I'm like, fuck you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take that one. You gotta always be up to something. Keep people on their toes. Zach's also party ball full of bomba bombs. <laughs> I was about to say, I could also just be the party ball because you never know what you're gonna get. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. All right. Is there anything else there, boys? I don't think I have any honorable mentions I, for the items. That was just a quick one I thought of. Had to, had to shout it out. We'll just have to, after the segment is over and we're done recording, do this but with the rest of our friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say oh, we yeah. should do, we should have done uh, Smash characters for all of our guests, but I think that would have been a fucking two hour long segment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. I want you, if you are listening to this right now, to tweet at us who you think we would represent as in Smash. If you think that Zach is right and that I'm Cloud, tweet that at me because I need that kind of feedback. I need to be validated (laughs) on the internet by my listeners. Um, If you don't think that, you know, maybe keep that to yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, for sure. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. I'm not gone.